I'm Tyler. I'm Shorty. I'm Miles. I'm Kara. And we are the Inner Idiots. language, violence, and other things you probably shouldn't let your children listen to. Please enjoy. Drop what you're doing, swallow what you're chewing, because we don't want you choking from all this joking. Welcome to Inner Idiot Podcast, where we want to help you through your day with some laughs, and uh, we want to touch your insides. And when I say your insides, I mean your heart. You know, We want to touch... We want to help your day in an inappropriate way. There we go. I am your host, the big, the bald, the beautiful, the brash, the bumbling, and the oftentimes bastardly MC Tyler Havlin. And I talk slow and I walk slower because that's just how I roll, people. Two claps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Grab your feet and spread your cheeks because he's going to lick your ass. Oh, so now it's me that gets to be the se- sexual deviant. Dude, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> Next up, he is the lord that's never bored, the commander of the comic books. He's been petting kitty and grabbing titty since I don't know when. He ain't got a shirt on, and his nipples are so hard to make you go full retard. Two claps and a Ric Flair for Lord Shorty Fresh in the flesh. <laughs> Woo! You dumbed it down that time. I did. I didn't want to have to talk about you licking from the rooter to the tutor this time. But don't worry, I will next time. Next up, we have a special guest from... Overdue for Extinction podcast. Two claps and a Ric Flair for Anthony. Woo! It's quite an intro. I appreciate it. I didn't get it. I didn't get all the the introductory ass licking though. Do you lick ass? I mean, is that something you partake in? No, no. Um, no I, I I did listen to. I, well, I don't know when this will air, but uh, the last episode of yours that I listened to, where we got you guys got into a discussion of licking ass, it was a uh, very intuitive. That's a sad, like, it's sad to say that that's way too many episodes that we don't know which one you're talking about either. (laughs) Sir, since we're getting to know each other here, I need to ask you why you don't lick ass. Uh, There's too many things that go on down there. uh, I guess that could be true of anything, though. One primary thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, ideally, unless, you know, you got other things going on recreationally down there. All right, so, so would you be opposed to taking a camping trip with me? Uh, well, I did uh, hear that I don't want to take a camping trip. Shorty warned against that last time. Mm, mm. See, people listen. But, but <laughs> we're, we're trying to become immortal here because we've learned that's that no. if you if you connect at the roots. No, that's this sounds like some some human centipede shit. But like them motherfuckers more... died. <laughs> yeah, here you're just getting uh, ass fucked. Holy shit. <laughs> This motherfucker just cut, brought it on, dude. Like that's not that's not a horror movie. That's not a thriller movie. That right there is a fucking human documentary on why Tyler's fucking wrong. Like, uh, look, I'm not saying we need to go fucking ATM style. All right. Uh, what does that mean? Ass to mouth. Okay. I'm saying we just need to touch roots at the very least. 
Just a little sword fighting. Yeah, it, it, touch roots. Let them let them sit together for a minute. Let them get to know each other. It would increase your lifespan. How long did that those trees let, live before they became? Shut one? up! Now they're like eighty thousand years old. That's not the same. <sighs> By that definition, it would be like locking toes. No, that's not your root. Speaking of walking toes, I did try to get my wife to do peanut butter jelly feet with me one time, but she wouldn't do it. What the fuck is peanut butter jelly feet? You put one person puts peanut butter in between their toes, and the other person puts jelly, and then you interlock toes together. This, this is a <laughs> kink unlocked. <laughs> Tyler, Apparently, Tyler just had dinner, and he's licking his lips right now. Apparently, seven years together is too long to get into new shit, apparently. I, look, I just need to find somebody to do peanut butter jelly feet with me. This motherfucker's got a belly boner and an actual boner. He's like, dude, this is going to be sexy and fucking fulfilling. And nutritional. Please. And nutritional. There you go. It's a snack and foreplay all in one. That's right. And I'm all about efficiency. All right. Speaking of efficient, Anthony, tell us a little bit about yourself and your show. All right. Well, uh, myself, I am 33. Uh, as I put in a lot of my bios anymore, now that I've tried to uh, spread word of the podcast, um, I put in my bio that I am a father of three and survivor of none. I have uh, three younger kids, uh, so they add entertainment and uh, challenge to my life, but it's been fun. Um, the show itself is a comedy podcast. Uh, my sister-in-law and I do it together. Uh, we document a lot of uh, examples of why the human race is overdue for extinction. Um, a lot of dumb, that. yeah, a lot of dumb like Florida man stories. A lot of people selling like used uh, edible underwear on the internet, uh, shit like that. Used edible underwear. So is that like yeah. half eaten? That's like leftovers, right? Well, apparently what had happened was uh, the girl bought edible underwear uh, for her and her boyfriend, but then found out her boyfriend didn't like the material that was made out of. So after she had put it on, she decided to get her use or uh, her money back and try to sell it online. And, uh, and she she did warn though that because people are obviously worried about the germs of her her uh, setup down there, that uh, she did spray Febreze on it to clean it. Oh, so you can't Aww. spray Febreze on your food, bro. <laughs> Look, I don't make the rules. I didn't encourage her to say these things. These are just what I found. Wow. I would argue, though, that you could probably make a, a killing. You know, we have uh, all I these industries yeah. like OnlyFans and selling feet pics. And we got uh, the one TikTok girl uh, used to sell her farts in a jar. Now she sells her boob sweat. We talked about her in a recent episode. Um, I think there's a, the market for used edible panties because you're really adding extra flavor to it. There's an, there is a website that, as a man, you can go in and buy used panties of I any sorts of kind and search whether or not if it's been urinated in, you know, shat in, whatever. And as a woman, you can supply those things, and it's 100% anonymous. Well, I'm not how do surprised. You, how do you know about said website, sir? Because one of my friends was bitching about not having a lot, a lot of money and said they wanted a side hustle that wasn't OnlyFans. And I was like, don't worry, I got you. And I found that website and feetfinder.com. All right. I know which friend this is, too. That makes it all the more better. <laughs> <sighs> well, actually, like, I've advertised these two websites to, like, just about every woman that bitches about not having enough money. And I was like, listen, my only stipulation is as soon as you make a good amount of money, like $500, you take Shorty out to lunch. Like, that's all I ask. 
I don't ask for much. Just fucking free meal. That's just one. That's all I want. And the best part is, is I've gotten three free meals out of this. This look, we we deserve a sponsorship out of this. That's what I'm saying, bro. I don't know the name <laughs> of the fucking panty selling website anymore, though. It's been a while since I've had to advertise for it. All right, well, let's hop into our top five today before this gets really <laughs> fucked up. Um, top five weird historical facts slash moments slash whatever the hell you can do. Anthony, if you've listened, you know the rules. You're going to kick us off today. All right, sounds good. Uh, I, I realized as I was preparing them and then I listened to uh, the last episode, I was like, he's got a little bit wordy, so I'll try to keep him a little on the briefer side. <laughs> Um, so I guess we'll talk about, uh, the fifth one here, the, um, the kind of the least of the great ones I found. Uh, so there was a, uh, Korean King, um, I believe it was 15th century on one occasion. He fell off of his horse while he was hunting. Uh, it was their, their typical history that they would record all events that happened regarding the King because it was to be, uh, revered for years to come um but when he fell off the recorder had recorded it and he had destroyed the recording but because there were other recorders present at the time they had to record him falling as well and then as he went around and systematically was destroying all of the recordings of the event they kept recording that he kept destroying it uh the king was uh king taejong and he isn't really known for anything other than falling off of his horse and trying to destroy the evidence and, and insurance fraud yeah, yeah, essentially. And what year did you say this was? Uh, I'm not sure of the year. It's just 15th century. So we got a whole hundred year span to work with here. Man, that that is ancient insurance fraud right there. I don't know if it was just like him falling off the horse and everybody else subsequently falling off the horse or him like, I think it was really him falling off the horse and him saying, don't record that. Yeah, yeah that's like what it pulling was. Pulling motherfuckers down like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Eventually he got tired. I wonder if this yeah. is where the saying, if you fall off the horse, you got to get back on again. Maybe. It was recorded that they kept trying to hide it in more and more obscure places so he couldn't find the record to destroy it. See, that's what I'm saying. The fucking king was embarrassed. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Maybe you shouldn't be riding horses. Could you imagine, like, you fell off, your, like, it got recorded, you fell off your horse, and then, like, you see the guy who fell off his, the king fucking sneaking around, trying, like, in the recorder's room trying to find the document. So you got to record that now? Like, now you're a fucking creep? And it just keeps getting worse? I love this plan. That sounds like a good idea. And now we got cameras that record everything, so... Fuck yeah, you dude. You don't escape it now, either. All right, what's what's next on the list? We've got Falling Kings. All right, well, uh, Napoleon. Everyone is aware of Napoleon Bonaparte and what a great military leader he was for France. Mm -hmm. um, he did have an embarrassing defeat, and it wasn't the one that brought him down. Uh, so one story about him suggests that he once demanded his chief of staff arrange a rabbit hunting event. Um, the uh, story fluctuates about how much, uh, how many uh, rabbits he wanted. Um, it was supposedly between anywhere between several hundred and uh, three thousand. God damn and, rabbits! Yeah, I don't know how many. And maybe he was a bad shot. I don't know, but. Uh, Anyway, not wanting to spend an enormous amount of time hunting and capturing these rabbits, his chief of staff instead went around and purchasing from other vendors all of these tame rabbits, thinking he was going to save a bunch of time and get the job done. 
so after they had uh, brought these rabbits to wherever they were going to do this hunt, they released them. And unfortunate for Napoleon, tame rabbits are used to people being around them and interacting with them. So instead of running for their lives because they would have been scared, they're tame rabbits looking for their meal. And they swarmed him and his men that were there for the hunt, uh, leaving him to have to flee into a carriage to get away from the tame rabbits. That's awesome. Bro ran from some bunny rabbits. They were close to the same height anyways. If they were anything like the rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it's understandable. Yeah, no doubt. Fuck that. Honestly, they probably should have recorded that in the history as the reason he fled. It would have been much more manly of him. The rabbit was ravenous. <laughs> it's got long. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Such a good movie. I tried watching it. My my oldest son is uh, nine now, and we tried watching it when he was eight. And I forgot the scene. I can't remember which of the nights it was, but the nuns were bathing him. And I was like, oh, oh, we got to oh, hold on. Uh, pause it. Pause it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, it's not Lancelot. Um, Gallahan. Gallahan, yes. Yeah, Gallahan the Chaste. Yes. Uh, it was a fine movie up until that point, And I was like, we're not ready for this discussion. We got a few more years yet. <laughs> They're just issuing spankings. <laughs> Nothing that I have to explain to an eight-year-old. Why are they excited about the spankings, Dad? Don't worry about it. Eat these underwear and shut Eat up. You'll underwear. like it. God, that would be a uh, nightmare. He has found a toy before uh, in my wife's drawer. Um, but Fuck. if he ever found an eight edible underwear, it would probably be – he'd be up for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what what you got next on that list? These are I like the Napoleon one. That one's pretty nifty. All right, well, uh, President Carter also had an embarrassing moment. In 1977, he made a visit to Poland, which at the time was a communist country. Mm-hmm. And he was there. I don't remember what the business was he was there for, but his translator was a shit translator. And I don't know if it was because... He didn't know proper uh, English, if it was like a, a Polish translator, or if the translator was English and didn't know good Polish. Um, but the translation, he had come there to find out what the desires of the Polish people were regarding the relationship with the U.S. However, because of the mistranslation, the interpreter said that President Carter was there to learn of all of the Polish people's sexual desires. Sorry. And then... Sounds like my kind of translator right here. (laughs) Unfortunately, that wasn't the worst of it. Um, The interpreter also turned, I left the United States this morning into, I left the United States never to return. Uh, Even the innocent innocent statement that uh, Carter was happy to be in Poland became the claim that he was happy to grasp at Poland's private parts. So... All in all, while President Carter was there, the interpreter uh, told them that the president from America had come to sexually gratify all of the Polish people and was not leaving until he had done so. I mean, I guess Polacks get that reputation, honestly, then. (laughs) I didn't know they had a reputation for being horny. I mean, I I feel like every race, you know, or every um, flavor of human can relate yeah i, I want to taste all the flavors at some point it's skittles some, that's what it's about yeah yeah it tastes rainbow yeah. all right what you got <laughs> next boss all right uh Fucking jimmy carter sexual here. deviant i love it yeah 
Uh, what was great was uh, he had replaced that interpreter before he had left, um, and the interpreter that he had worked with after that uh, didn't give him an interpretation after he was done speaking. And so he spoke again, and the interpreter refused the second time to do anything. He later found out the interpreter had learned about the previous interpreter's mistakes and realized he didn't understand English well enough to do it accurately, so he just chose to remain silent instead of doing the work. That's awesome. Um, okay, so speaking of politics, uh, another one I have here is in 1967, there was a small town in Ecuador called Picawasa. Uh, they were running a mayoral uh, uh, candidacy, um, trying to get a new mayor elected. Uh, this area is actually a really impoverished area that lacked a lot of basic necessities like its residents needed to thrive, including clean water and uh, proper sewage system. So there were two people on the ticket that were running for mayor of the town. Um, neither of them were very favorable, it seemed. And someone had joined the name the game late by the name of Polvapis. Uh, nobody had known who this person was, uh, but he had started distributing flyers and pamphlets throughout the community that bore the slogan, vote for any candidate, but if you want well-being and hygiene, vote for Polvapis. Um, it seemed like the, the voters were swayed by these pamphlets because they decided to choose neither of the other two candidates. And instead, they had written in Palapis, even though he wasn't on the ballot. Uh, when the election day had arrived and gone, it uh, was clear that Palapis was the elected official, but he was unable to take the seat. So when they had investigated why no one stepped forward to claim their title, um, they had found out that Palapis uh, was actually a foot powder company that started advertising in their small town around the time of election when their pamphlets resembled a campaign ad. So the voters were convinced by foot powder to ignore the two actual human beings running for election and elect the foot powder instead. Hygiene's much more important than having a well-ran town. Right. Honestly. And you can't I mean, walk you, around with stinky feet. Yeah, and you look at the politics, or the politicians we have now, you know, whether you're on the left or right side, there's problems with both. So honestly, foot powder might do a better job. And you know, this really sounds like a place where I want to debut my first performance of peanut butter jelly feet. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're obviously, they care about clean feet here. Honestly, yeah. Um, but also, maybe OnlyFans would be a good place for it, too. But only if it's in this city. Because look, sure. I'm, I'm telling you, when 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 I make these glorious sexual sandwiches, that, that I want a partner with clean feet, man. Well, yeah, obviously you don't want someone bringing extra grunge to the table. Yeah, you, you don't eat off it. a dirty plate. Uh, up, I don't know. I, I did hear about the the pizza sitting out overnight and eating it the next day. He might be fine with it. Yeah, you, you know, there's a certain level of grime that is allowed, but. I've yet to venture into that foot fetish thing. So I, when I do it, I want to make sure it's extra clean, man. You know? I'll, be I'll be listening to see if you manage to pull it off. I'm going to pull it off. Somebody is going to peanut butter jelly my feet. And we're we're going to do this. I think it's got to be you, Shorty. <laughs> no. You seem to be in the most uh, often proximity to him. I think it has to be. And you ain't even got shoes on right now. I don't think I've ever seen your feet. So you came prepared. That's not true. You've seen my feet before. Oh, that's right. We have slept in the same room before. Lack of shoes is consent with peanut butter jelly toes. No. <laughs> no, I don't like where that's at. <laughs> I'm not here for that. All right. Was that your last one? I got one more for you. Yeah, it was four. 
All right, so this one, coming back to America, 1904, uh, the St. Louis Olympics. Um, so the Olympics were being revived and uh, brought to America for the first time after leaving uh, Greece. In 1904, uh, they were supposed to have it in Chicago, but the World's Fair was going on, so they moved it to St. Louis last minute. Unfortunately, because of this, they were extremely unprepared, so um, they had some issues that we'll cover real quickly. Um, a lot of the competitors, first off, weren't athletes. They weren't trained. They weren't uh, professionals in any manner. They were basically a volunteer. If you wanted to join the Olympics, you came up and you got to be part of it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably best that we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Although I think it would make the Olympics a lot more compelling to watch. Oh, I oh, think it would sure. be fucking fun as shit. So the oh, event yeah. that Let raised the most... Traveling. It, it, where? I don't care where I throw a javelin. I'll just throw that motherfucker. I, I definitely shouldn't be in charge of uh, amateur athletics because uh, when I was uh, I'm probably 18 years old, I asked my dad for a bow and arrow for Christmas. I have no hunting experience. I've never shot a bow to save uh, before in my life, but I decided that I wanted to learn archery. So we lived in a trailer park at the time, and I took it out, and I had this big open field, and we got one of those round targets that was sitting out, and it wasn't super far away or anything, but I still put an arrow in someone else's trailer. So Awesome. That sounds Probably, like you hit the mark, though, to me. I hit I hit something. It depends on how fluid you are and where the target is, I guess. That's right. Tabby, Tabby on the uh, Facebook Live says it'd be like the Hunger Games all over again. Yeah, and honestly, I think, you know, to go hand-in-hand hand with my podcast, we should have some kind of Hunger Games to, you know, weed out the, uh, the problematic people. Look, as long as I get to do peanut butter jelly feet with somebody as one of the events in the Hunger Games, I'm cool with it. Is that related to the Olympics in any way? Um, I mean, we could make it an Olympic event. You know, I'm getting kind of chubby. So, you know, just bending over to get to my feet sometimes, it looks like it's a, it's a struggle. So, I mean, I break a sweat. I, I just earlier demonstrated another reason I shouldn't participate in the athletic adventures. Um, I was trying to step over some clutter in our basement to get my uh, recording equipment for this. And I stretched my leg out over some clutter and my hip started spasming on me and I fell over sideways. <laughs> so I uh, decided that the remainder of equipment I did uh, plan on bringing up didn't need to be brought up after all. All right, that was a great top five, man. Uh, Shorty, it is your turn. All right, so uh, mine aren't nearly looked up in depth because, frankly, I forgot about the top five and Tyler warned me about it, so I had, like, seven minutes because you were looking for a microphone. (laughs) Um, So uh, number five is the creation of fire. Fire! Like, this is just my favorite historical moments. So when that was created, it was pretty dope. I like my food cooked. Yes. I appreciate the heat. So thank you, caveman. Fire is nice. I appreciate you. Word up to the Neanderthals. Yeah. We unga your bunga, man. <laughs> um, 19, uh, number four, 1965, the conception of the camera that later turned into the invented camera in 1816. What What's the years again? The concept of the camera uh-huh. and the theory behind it came out in 1685. It took 200 years almost to make a goddamn camera? I took a screenshot of this for people's names. 
That's a long time to get a job done, man. They well, took they a long time to process those pictures too, right? They had to sit there for like an hour or something while it processed. Uh, Dude, my, my fucking five-year-old can draw me quicker than that. Joanne Zahn, a German author, proposed the design for what is now known as the handheld reflex camera in 1685. However, no inventor uh, physically realized the camera until 1816 when Joseph Nesfor, uh Nepic cons- uh, constructed a prototype. Look, that man should be fired from his job. He took 150 years to do the damn thing. The photogenic camera, while historians generally accept that the first photogenic camera was developed in 1816, same year, uh, by a Frenchman, uh, um, Joseph Nesfor Nepic, I'm fucking French, Um, (laughs) the camera's origin... Uh, relied on centuries of com- uh, contributions. Uh, let's see. Nebic created photogenic uh, images on silver, uh, chloride lined paper, and the oldest ex- uh, ex- extent, sorry, I'm dyslexic, uh, <laughs> photograph is one he made around 1826. The original shot is still on in the exhibit in the University of Texas at Austin. But yeah, I'm, it took I'm, 200 I'm, fucking years. I'm glad people are smarter than me because you listed off the things that they used to first develop it. And I just like, what what is that? I wouldn't have known any of that or what to combine or anything for this idea. Right? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even tie my shoes anymore, bro, let alone do engineering my, my, shit. Mine are tied so frequently because they will not stay together that it looks like I'm a special ed student on a field trip because I just can't keep them tied. I don't know what's wrong with them. You just heard me read, dog. I feel like a special ed student. <laughs> it's okay. We'll all drool together. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a sweet moment. <laughs> it's right. special. Continue on, Lord. Um, 19, October 1958, physicist William uh, Hedden I guess is how you say his last name, created what is thought to be the first video game. It was a very simple version of tennis. Um, and in the 1970s, became Pong. Pong was a fun game, man. Turn your yeah, little but knob. I, but now we got all these other great games. We don't need Pong. When was the last but, time you played Pong? Uh <laughs> <laughs> You're just calling me out on it now. Huh? <laughs> it was probably the 90s. Yeah. But then we had Super Nintendo and original NES. Super Nintendo was by far had the best games. I played Prong pro- probably about four or five months ago. Oh, that's because you're a special case, Shorty. I like antique games. <laughs> that's why like antique games, not so much shirts. Fuck those things. <laughs> Goddamn devil clothes. <laughs> All right, what you got next? Let me just say, again, like our previous top five, you guys are way more in-depth than me. You poor fella. You know, it's how I roll. And uh, 1934, uh, the rise rise of a specific party that popularized uh, the use of gas. (laughs) (laughs) And the use of uh, the use of uh, ovens, showers, 
and the birth of a thousand atrocities, the Holocaust. Now, in all seriousness, uh, because of them, weird, weird, weird transition. If it was not for the Holocaust and the Nazi party, would you calm down? Fuck out of here, Ty. <laughs> Had it not been for them, we would not have NASA. Most of most of our engineers that really thrived in the 1950s, 60s, and even 70s, uh, scientists and otherwise, came from Nazi Germany. Whether they fled from, you know, trying to get out of the Nazi regime in the uh, 40s and 50s and whatnot, or just trying to avoid death sentences. They came here and worked in NASA, pharmaceuticals, and all kinds of shit. Like, we have a thousand reasons to thank the Holocaust and one reason to say, our bad. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if you would have just deadpanned at the camera and been like, the Holocaust. All right, my next one is, <laughs> like, holy shit, maybe I shouldn't be here. <laughs> well, it was, it was right before we started recording, before you hopped on the call with us, Tyler's like, he's like, you got him yet? I was like, I'm really struggling because, like, I can't focus on one event. <laughs> and he was like, let me guess. I'm like, oh, yeah, the gas bill's going up. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. What you got next? Or is that the end of, of this list? No, 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 no. <laughs> Number one, and most importantly, is May of 1938 and then July or April of 1939. Okay. The birth of Batman and Superman. Two of the greatest DC comics. That's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, the birth of DC comics as we know it came out. Then the birth of how we view superheroes was May of 1938 with uh, Jerry Sh uh, Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster's creation of Superman. And in all seriousness... He was used as an icon to fight against the Nazis. Because Je uh, Joel Schuster was, they were Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster both being young Jewish men in New York City watching on, li you know, not live TV, but on television, hearing about the Nazi party and the discrimination and hatred and killing of thousands of Jews. They, um, seeing this, realized that the world needed a hero. And because they obviously cannot, they didn't think they could be that hero. They created one and gave hope to hundreds of thousands of children. And now a hero that has strived over 80 years of history. Yeah. Way to pull it back in there. Way to, I'm proud of you. you know, back to Nazi Germany. <laughs> well, I mean, in the, in the 1940s, um, going back to reading, like if you go back and read a lot of the comics, you can find them online. Um, Superman did fought, fight a ton of Nazis. Even Batman fought a ton of Nazis. He was breaking into chemical labs and stuff like that and thwarting, you know, Nazi scientists and stuff like that. All right. Well, the first segment has run a little long here, so I will give my top five in segment number two. Well, oh, wow. And then we will roll into embarrassing stories from Anthony. So on that mark, we got to pay some bills, take a little pause for the calls, and we will be right back. Mm -hmm. 
and we're back um to continue this top five i have to say i had to redo my list today at about three o'clock because i had a list prepared and then i got a call from my ex-wife okay and apparently there's this so she started off by let me ask you a weird question and she had me on speakerphone and i knew she was at work so i was like yeah this is my time I was like, what, you need to know how many times a week I masturbate? And she said, no. Um, how often do you think about ancient Rome? And I said, while I masturbate? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it, apparently it's a TikTok thing right now. Women are asking men how often they think about ancient Rome. And my answer was four to five times a week. Ancient Rome was an awesome time period, like, it, not all I couldn't live back in no cell phones no internet I'd be fucked but uh no no fast food what the fuck but um it got me thinking like you know what I love Rome like this is what my top five is gonna be on historical Rome but before I jump into my top five how, Anthony how many times how often do you think about ancient Rome Jesus not uh probably not nearly to the extent you do why what's wrong with you well, I mean, togas were a pretty cool thing, I guess. Togas were dope. And they're very flowy. You ever worn a toga? It's nice, man. I haven't, but it sounds airy. You should you should try it. But when you try it, dude, go go commando. Straight. Yeah, how else you got to feel all of it. Right? You, you got to let the boys hang out. Shorty, how often do you think about ancient Rome? Does uh, the comic book or movie 300 count? Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I'd say at least once a week. But apparently, like, these answers are surprising women. And people say it's because men like to assert dominance. I don't know what the reason is. I thought ancient Rome was cool, so that's what my top five is. Top five facts. Weird facts about ancient Rome. Here we go. Coming in at number five. All right. the They had communal baths. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're just going to have a party. Get together in a bathtub. Look, we've all heard my top five about my island. I need a nursing home, and sponge baths were a part of that. So now we can get to the sponge baths without me even having to be that fucking elderly. Right? Shorty, if we had communal baths, are you going to help a brother out? You know why they had a communal bath, right? Why? Because they couldn't, like, they didn't, like, they couldn't build the infrastructure for, like, full, like, plumbing and shit like that. And it wasn't normal to bathe every single day. You know what? You shut your mouth because I I think they just wanted to bathe together. They knew how to have a good time, man. I'm not going to disagree with that because I don't know. I don't care. However, they did not have internal plumbing. And they also, it wasn't a regular instance to bathe every single day. So they had one day in which it was to bathe. So everybody went down to whatever fucking area it was and just got naked and bathed together. I'm here for it. That's it. That's it. That's and women line. and men you typically did it in separate day on separate days. No, we're it, it, dude. This is the 2020s. We're all about equality these days. All right, communal baths, co-ed. That's how we're rolling. You say that, but we're also 2023, where like we can't have that because men are predators. All right, good point. Touche. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, haven't they always though? Right. Yeah, it's, it's just, just been, that's why they did it on separate days. <laughs> All right, next up, number four. Okay, wow, my um, my my writing here is really bad. 
but roads that were built in ancient Rome are still being used today. Yes. To me, that's fucking mind-blowing, dude. I can't have a pair of underwear last more than 13 months, but these motherfuckers got roads that are still fucking being used today. How is that? How does that work? The level of construction that they put into it, like... Must be. They would dig down 5 to 10 feet, and this is for city roads, obviously. They would dig down 5 to 10 feet, lay sand, gravel, sand, gravel, Heavy rock, gravel, sand, and then whatever the fuck kind of shit, like, version of con. Oh. The Romans did invent concrete. The Roman concrete has a particular version of silica that is, is indigenous to that area that actually heals itself. And that's why Roman concrete and so many of their structures are still standing today. Well, I'm going to need that silica in my underwear. I feel like Shorty. I feel like Shorty thinks about Rome a lot more than he think he wants to admit to. That's this the, is a I very educated. About, I feel conversation. like I think about more. I think it, I think I think about Rome more than I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, how are your underwear looking out these days? It's funny you should ask because uh, I have a couple of pairs. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I'm like sharding Taco Bell and it's just shredding them on the underneath side. Uh, but my wife has seen a couple of the pairs I have, and she says. You need to throw those away. We're not so poor we can't buy underwear. So they're looking like spaghetti strainers. Yeah, I mean, it's better than, I guess, the swamp-ass stains. But, yeah, they're looking like spaghetti strainers. That's all my underwear are. My <laughs> underwear don't get ripped. They just swamp-ass. <laughs> right, you no. and Shrek arguing over who swamp it is? I'm telling you, bro. Number three, they used to wash their clothes in urine because urine contains ammonia. Right? I actually don't know anything about this. Well, they did. Unless they ate asparagus. I imagine on asparagus days, they didn't use that urine. I mean, it makes sense considering, like, they if they find... I don't know how they found out that urine is sterile <laughs> or has ammonia in it, but it makes sense to do so. Now, getting rid of the... Asparagus isn't indigenous to that area, like, of, like, the world. Okay. So, like, they wouldn't have had to worry about it. Now, however, they would have uh, beets... And radish it or beets specifically, and um, a few other types of food that would allow their urine to change drastic colors. So, like a more vibrant yellow would be there. And plus, they're all drinking wine. Like, wine was very prolific in Rome and, you know, that area of the world. So, yeah. You're really getting your smart on this episode, Shorty. I'm proud Fuck. of you. <laughs> all right. Number two is cats had legal rights in. Rome. I'm Boo. pretty sure they still do. Um, Fuck that. It's because they were sacred to the goddess Diana and because they helped keep the rodent population down. But I thought it was neat that they had legal rights. And number one, and we talked about this earlier today, okay? Julius Caesar hated going bald so much <laughs> that it was illegal for anyone to stand above him and look down on him. So they couldn't see his bald spot. A man of wisdom right there. A man of shallowness. Hey, man, look, you know, you don't know. You got the luscious locks, okay? I bet he bathes by himself. I bet he, maybe. No, fuck you, he did. Like, he was like, no one shall see this bald spot. No one shall see me get wet. Anthony, what Don't look at my willy, it's for it's small. You know they actually like 
the reason why like statues and shit of like David and all these other motherfuckers have like tiny dicks. Why? Because back then, if you had a big old penis, you were considered a fucking moron. Yeah. All your brains went downstairs. Yeah. So That's like, why when I'm they, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You dumb. Like nowadays, dude. Like it's funny. I think about that every time somebody like is joking about having a big old penis and stuff. I'm like. Like, I always want to say, yeah, that's because you're fucking retarded. Have you ever noticed, though, that somebody with a big dick that always brags about their big dick, that's the only thing they brag about? That is their only claim to fame. Their crowning achievement. That's right. And and they didn't even get to achieve that on their own. Just saying. I feel like they did do that on their own. Like, they grew up, I grew up myself. Like, <laughs> they did it. You know what Fine. I mean? On the table for her pleasure. All right, Anthony, I need to ask, what does your head of hair look like under that hat? I still have a pretty good uh, amount of hair. It's uh, it's not bad. Oh, man. I thought for a second, I was like, maybe we get another bald guy on the show. And no, it was kill. All right, well, that was my top five. Anthony, do you have an embarrassing story for us? I do. I'm going to bring it back around to Shorty again, too. Oh, boy. And his top five. Uh, my my uh, story involves Batman and how I briefly became him for a little while. I'm intrigued. You have my interest <laughs> peaked. Well, last right. I checked, your name was Anthony, not Bruce, but go ahead. I'll let you go. Well, you can pass the mantle on eventually. <laughs> and, and somewhere down the road, you're going to get an Anthony instead of a Bruce. Um, so um, I, I'm i not a huge drinker. I like beer every once in a while. I'm more of a social drinker whenever there's a little get-together, friends over, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time that I wanted to drink actively um, was about a decade ago, and I was 23 at the time. And uh, I had some friends over. We were drinking. We were playing uh, Munchkin. Okay. Um, I, I knew you would know what Munchkin was because I also am a D&D player, player and since I am a tactician at heart, I snooped on your page to get a little information about you and saw that you mentioned D&D in your bio. Mm. You mentioned uh, everyone loves D&D, even if they don't know it. Yep. Um, so we were drinking uh, Kraken, and I'm not normally a dark liquor kind of fella, but that night it was somebody had brought it over. and uh, Kraken will we, fuck you up. It sure the fuck did. Uh, we were drinking. I was getting a nice little buzz on, and then everyone decided that they were about done for the night, so they stopped drinking and left their remaining Kraken in their cups. And being slightly buzzed at that point, I decided to belligerently announce that it was a party foul to leave any alcohol out of the bottle, but you couldn't pour it back in the bottle because that wouldn't make any sense at the time. Uh, so since no one else was going to drink the rest of it, I went through and finished everyone else's solo cup of it. Oh, my God. That was about where I last remember the events unfolding before everyone had to fill me in on what happened. I'm the hero that your alcohol needed. (laughs) Evidently, I uh, took a can of whipped cream. I don't know why there was whipped cream. Nobody was eating any dessert or had whipped cream on their tits or anything. So it's not like it was being put to good use. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was whipped cream out on the table. And apparently I took it, walked into someone's closet that was uh, living there. And I took my shirt off, sprayed the whipped cream on my nipples, and then I emerged and I went, I am Batman. I am the world's greatest detective. Nothing really following up by it, but the one rule to being Batman is you're not supposed to tell people you're Batman. So I kind of fucked it over from the beginning. Um, And instead of getting to fight 
and you know saved the city, I instead went to my friend's bathtub and just blew chunks all over his tub. You released the Kraken, all right. <laughs> I sure the fuck did. The Kraken brought out the vigilante in me, and then I brought the vigilante back out. Man, I used to I used to have this house. Did you wake up in the house like covered in vomit and shit and like, hey, what happened? Why why are my tits sticky? Uh, fortunately, I did have good uh, projectile um, velocity, so it wasn't an issue to cover myself. Uh, but I did wake up confused uh, with a, another girl in my bed who I had no interest in at the time. And um, she was like rubbing my back and filling me in on how everyone laughed at me and then left. So, oh, that was nice of her. It was. Did she clean up the whipped cream from your nipples? No, no. Apparently, the whipped cream, I don't know what happened to it. It's, someone probably sucked it off my titty. I have to assume. I mean, a good friend would. A good friend's not going to let you go to bed with whipped cream on your titty. It's like the Kraken. It can't go to waste. Right. And you can't put it back in the bottle. Right. That's especially true for the whipped cream. So yeah. uh, that's uh, that's one of the stories I've got. I told you a little bit about another one. I uh, spent a good chunk of the beginning of my podcast doing a lot of these dumb stories until I realized I was the only one telling dumb stories. So I stopped doing this. <laughs> Dude, dumb stories are are perfect anytime. Anytime I'm down for a dumb story. That's like our entire podcast. That's like my entire life. I feel that. But uh, no, so I used to have this house and our garage was the party garage. But the rule was the first time you ever came over, you had to do shots of Kraken all night. That was the rule. If you didn't bring your own alcohol, the only thing you were touching of mine... I had a couple bottle of Kraken on hand at all times. The only thing you were drinking from my house was Kraken. I, I see. I've since then thought about trying Kraken again and, and seeing if it would bring the vigilante back out. But now that I'm 33, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to survive another night of Kraken. No, one, I, one night is enough. Uh, yeah, you survived that. You can't go back or you're asking for death at that point. Right. Yeah, there's no callbacks on the Kraken. <laughs> I've had Kraken one time. That's one enough. <laughs> I don't drink like at all. Like if I've made a deal with a few of my friends because they're determined to get me to find they're deter- they are determined to find an alcohol beer or otherwise that I actually enjoy. And cuz I don't have a fucking taste for it. And it's not, genuinely like the taste of alcohol itself is not good. The fermentation part tastes like shit to me. And yeah. uh so we went to a buddy's uh, engagement party and they had fucking Kraken. And they're like, oh, shorty, you got to do it. Like, it's a pirate kind of thing. And I'm like, it's fucking Kraken. It's a sea creature gang. Like, it has nothing to do. Come on, shorty, try it. I'm like, I really don't want to. Please, come on. We're all hammered. Why not join us? So I tried it. And I'm like, this tastes like shit. Yeah, it tastes like fucking End of story. Ethanol. Like straight gas. Closest to being a pirate I ever got was I used to have a skull and crossbones flag that said surrender the booty that hung above my college bed. Where'd you go to college, sir? The Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Art Institute? You're an artiste? Uh, Culinary. Oh, okay. Oh, culinary art. I'm here for it. But I don't do it, obviously. I work in a factory, so I way diverge my path. (laughs) No, you're like most college students. You went to college, got a degree, and never used it appropriately. Yep. So now I just you know spend money for paper. So hold on. Do you cook at home? Like, do you still practice? 
Yeah, I don't do a lot of the fancy cuts or anything, but I do most of the cooking at home. I enjoy cooking, but I found that I hate doing it commercially. Mm-hmm. I've tried a few restaurants and pizza shops, and I just I loathe working for people. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, that's all we got for today. So I have an assignment for you because I just spoke too soon. The assignment is when I say that's all we got for today, you say it. so in the meantime. All right, you think you can handle this? It's a challenge. I think I could do it. It is hard. It is hard. But I think we're shooting like 10 for 10 right now. Don't fuck up the batting average. Okay. okay. I just mixed up analogies. It's okay. I, I like sports, but. That's you know, a Malifor. Whatever that is. Yeah, sure. I've seen Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's all we got for today. So in the meantime. In the betweens time. Remember. Great minds think alike, but idiots rarely disagree. Cue the music. We out.